is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I am joined by... Max Hernandez, a.k.a. Jasper Sitwell. And Andre Royo, a.k.a. Bubs, also a.k.a. Wouldn't You Like to Know, Marvel's Secret. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything right here. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> please, please. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you guys come through. You guys are both big, long-time Marvel fans, which is it's awesome to see, and the excitement. Because um, for, for us... We're here every day, yeah. And I wouldn't say we take it for granted, but it's what it's what we are into every day. So. Yeah, absolutely. But we got, I just got to say for the for those people who are not here every day, this place is awesome. <laughs> if you people have got it, you got You should charge people to come through here. Walk, just walk through here. It's pretty. It's awesome, and and everyone's like so into it and so like just like energized about you know like putting this stuff out there. So. It's nice to come to, you know, I mean, everyone has their moments at, at work where it's like, oh, it's so slow, whatever, but at the end of the day, it's like you can walk into a comic book shop and you know that your work, like, uh, uh, affected it, affected the release of it, and, like, you know, millions of people are going to be reading it, and that's, I think that's that's really cool to do that every, you know, on every Wednesday you go and pick up a comic and you've, you've had some part of it. So, it's exciting. I think it's very exciting. I find it very disturbing because I, <laughs> I was a, a long-time fan of Marvel and the comic books, and all it did was have me waiting for my <laughs> superpowers to kick in, and they haven't yet. <laughs> and these are the people that deluded me with their magic. <laughs> what are your guys' favorite characters, whether it's you know current or old school or whatever, your favorites all time? Uh, for me, you know, it has to be, you know, Daredevil, or Black Panther. You know, again, it was it was so, it was something strange about these people being superheroes without the superpowers. But these regular men who trained themselves, who convinced themselves that because they're on the path of doing right and justice, it made them super strong and made them kind of unique in their own battle against evil. I like um, uh, my favorites are always Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk is always my favorite because it's like I like the idea of you know the the, the inner part of man that that's that uncontrollable like the the super id you know what I mean like kind of uh, um, character like trying to break out and I, I really like Black Panther a lot. I, I like Black Panther I think because it was just like this, this sort of like powerful uh, powerful black man you know like you know and it was like it, it just and he was he was regal. You know, and the way he spoke and the way he treated his people, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. And, you know, he was, he's like the African Captain America, you know, he's like the Afri- African Captain America. I, I never knew you to be a, a, a fan of I big, like, powerful like, black men. I, I appreciate that. Thank well, you. Well, I, I, usually, I mean, it's usually secret. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hidden secret of how Jasper Sitwell feels about Black Panther. So. Yes. But we'll keep it, we'll keep it a secret. So how many of, of the films and projects has, have you been in as Jasper Sitwell at this Four. point? Which for? It started with Thor, and then we did uh, the Marvel one-shot, The Consultant, uh, then Avengers, and then Marvel one-shot, Item 47. Right. Yeah, so we'll see if there's some more in the future. None. Uh, none, none. I thought you were asking me. None. I've been in none uh, uh, of the Marvel stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you get started with them? I auditioned for, uh, I know the casting writer, uh, Randy Hiller. Who's sort of like instrumental in the early Marvel stuff with Iron Man? She, you know, she and, and John Favreau worked together um, for a while, like try, trying to find the right guy and trying to convince the studio that mm-hmm. the right guy was um, was Robert Downey Jr. Sure. You know, I think a lot of people, especially with his past, a lot of people didn't want to take a bet, you know, on him. But I think there could have been no other, you yeah. know, Tony Stark, but but Robert Downey Jr. So she um, 
she, she and I are friends. She and I, she's cast me in, in movies before, and so this came up. She knows that um, I'm a big uh, su- uh, superhero fan, a big Marvel fan. So she's like, listen, I'm doing Thor, and I want you to come in to read uh, for this part, uh, this character named Jasper something. And I said, ja- Jasper Sitwell? And she said, yeah, how do you know? I'm like, because he's real. He's a real, I mean, not real, but he's a real, real guy to me. And so, uh, and I knew, I mean, the guy's blonde and, you know, has glasses and other, everything. So pretty much exactly and, like yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much exactly like me, not. And, and then um, I went in and uh, I read for it. It was very limited stuff because everything's blacked out when you go in, you know, and you got to sign your name mm-hmm. and you got to sign your life away, basically. And so you can't talk about that, you're re- what you're reading or, you know, you can't tell anybody what the lines are. And then... Um, like the page was like a black, black, my line, black, 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 my line. It was like like totally everything blacked out. And um, I went in and I read for it and maybe about the next day, um, I got a phone call for her and she said, Kenneth Branagh saw your audition and he loved you and he thought you were great and he just asked me if you were a nice guy and I said yes and he was like, all right, cool, then I'll see the fellow in about a month. And uh, <laughs> and literally that's, that's how it happened. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I mean, to me, and I'll share this too, it... You know, it's not real till you get there, but it became real when we were when we did the table read of Thor, and everyone in the movie was there, like everyone. Like it was so cool because, like, uh, I think Jamie Alexander was there, and um, and uh, Chris Hemsworth were there. Like they were there at the facilities in uh, Manhattan Beach, um, like just doing stunt work, like preparing stunt wise, you know. But it was like the first time everyone there, and to sit at a table and like Kat Denning sat next to me, and Renee Russo was on the other side, and like Anthony Hopkins is Sir Anthony Hopkins, I should say, is sitting across the table, and it's like it becomes so weird to sit at these tables and, and read this stuff in like this mystical world and all this. It's unbelievable, and it, that's when it became real to me. Like, oh wow, I'm in the Marvel universe. Like, it's this is really happening right now. I think that's yeah. awesome because it very much is you are now a, a, an integral part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. yeah. Which is, in, it, it's incredible that it's happened. So from doing, from that part, where did it go? Because, you know, now that's four parts. That's, that's four appearances. Yeah. Which is, is crazy you yeah. know, in, a, in a movie landscape. Yeah. To happen. Um, now what happens is, you know, um, there's not too much I could talk about, you know what I mean? But well, I, I meant from Thor. I don't want to get into oh, the from stuff Thor. That we'll get, oh, then for oh, for what happened? No, 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 no. What happened from Thor to uh, oh, like the the rest, like that happened. Yeah, oh, yeah. So all right, so then I do Thor and uh, um, and shopping, and then yeah, and then I shopped <laughs> a little bit too much, but um, I get. <laughs> What did you buy? With- oh, shop. Hola, shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh, wow, we did this movie. It's awesome. Um, let's go buy some stuff and toys and things like Are that. Are you his consultant? On I'm the always his consultant when it comes to shopping. Yes. <laughs> I just happen to be around. When you're not a superhero, you like to hang out with the guy who hangs out with superheroes. <laughs> and, yes. and then I will tell him the secret that after every one of his four appearances, we went shopping. It's yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. There'll be more shopping, hopefully, in the future. But what happened next was... um. I get a, a phone call with a really weird number because I don't know if you noticed, but like when Marvel calls you, it's like seven, you know, like weird numbers, oh, yeah. strange numbers pop up, and I'm like, uh, "This is I know who this is. This is Marvel." <laughs> and I pick up, and it's Luis Desposito on the other line, and he's like, "Max, how you doing, buddy?" And I'm like, "That's I'm, a pretty good, right? Isn't that pretty good?" It's a little, Lou is a, is a co-president of Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios. So Lou calls me and he's like, "Hey, well, I, um, how are you, buddy? Listen, I got this idea. I don't know. You want to hear it?" So he, he goes through and he tells me the whole idea and I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, all right, yeah. And, and that was it. That was the conversation. I was all in. 
at that point. I was like, Lou, you know, you don't have to call me to tell me. It's like, you just like send me an email, say where I got to be, what time wardrobe and fitting is, like, do all that stuff, and I'm there. It doesn't even have to, it doesn't need to be an in depth conversation about it. And that was for the consultant. That was the first consultant, um, the first one we did with Clark. So they teamed us back up, and then, you know, Clark and I knew at that point, like, all right, cool, they're making this something with our relationship as like a protege. You know, like, you know, a, a guy showing you the robe, so, you know, showing you the way. And at that point, I kind of knew that they were swishing gears and they were going to make sit well, you know, more integral into these things. And then, um, uh, and then after that, then um, I wasn't in the original, um, in the original Avengers script at all. And I think, um, you know, they kind of told Joss, like, you know, uh, we want to include him, so find a way to include him, because, you know, we, we, have, we have ideas or whatever, and we just want to have the access to have him around. Right. And then, um, yeah, and then I got a phone call, and I was like, yeah, you're in Avengers, like, come down, and you're going to come to New Mexico, and I was like, all right, cool. Shoving, 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 Avengers. <laughs> highest grossing movie of all time, right? Lots of shoving. And, and, then, and then again, uh, then I get the phone call with the weird numbers, like, you know, uh, a few... Um, Maybe about a month after I'm back from New Mexico from Avengers, um, maybe about a month or two, and it's a weird number, and it's now it's Brad, it's Brad Winterbaum, uh, who's one of the producers as well, uh, and and Lou on the phone conferencing, and Lou just goes into this really like like really in, uh, in, a detailed story, and then this happens, and then that happens, and he it was like a kid, like really like reading a comic book to me, you know. Which is awesome, like when a guy's like that high up that he's that into it. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is that's cool, that's a cool story, but what is it? And he's like, Oh, this is the next movie you're doing. And it's item forty seven. <laughs> and I'm like, All right, cool. Uh yeah. He said, Well, you always told me, like, you know, like just assume that I'll be in it. You know, and so he so he's like, So it wasn't even like, Hey, can you do this? It was like, You're doing you're this doing movie. It. Yeah, you're doing this movie. And then um yeah, we did item forty seven with Lizzie Kaplan and um and Jesse Bradford and, and Titus Welliver and you know, I like all of them, and they're all really cool. And it's funny, I end up running into Jesse at, at, like, you know, parties randomly, and he sends me Christmas texts. Like, hey, man, Merry Christmas, man. You know, it was, like, really cool, you know? And uh, he's become really cool. And he and I hung at, at, uh, at uh, Comic-Con uh, last year. Um, and it, it, it was, like, it was a dream. It was a great script. Eric Pearson wrote the script. It's a great script. Um, you know, it was, working... It was unique, too, because you, you had the president... Be the director. Absolutely, and 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 oh, that's the other thing too. Yeah, so Lou is so Lou is so excited about it. Good. And then thank you, he's good. See, he, <laughs> and, and Lou's from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. Is he really? Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bronx boy done good. Yep. Yes. So then, and Lou, after Lou goes into this really detailed explanation of the story, he go, um, I go, all right, cool. But um, who's uh, so who's uh, who's directing? Like who's doing? He's like, quiet. He goes, me. It's it's gonna be me. I'm gonna do it. You know. And I'm like, Lou, this is awesome, you know? I'm like, it's, it's great. And, you know, you always have that fear, like, is it going to be good? But it's the president, like, co-president of the company. Like, yeah. he gets to get away with a lot of stuff. And, you know, he was, it was so on point. It was, everyone who worked on the Avengers crew was brought on to do this, the, the you know, visual effects and just like, everything, like, the blowing stuff up. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And, and to know, like, that they had that kind of support. Yeah. And and then you know Lou, you know he'll always whisper something. He'll be like, you know, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. You know, we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll 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 see you really soon. So you know, we I think everyone has something to look forward to. That's so, awesome. Yeah. What uh, what, how long was the shoot for Adam Forty Seven? Uh, four days. Four, That's incredible. Four days. It was a four day shoot. Well, so all right, so it's four days for Item Forty Seven. Yeah. Uh, you're on the Americans. Yeah. You've you've done the wire on a million TV shows. How long is usually 
a, a single episode of a TV show done. Would, I mean, it varies, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it varies, depending on location, depending on where they at. I mean, we do, we were doing 13 hour, in the wild, we do 13 hour days. But how many days did you do a week? For, for us, one episode. For one episode for us, it was 10. Oh, I wish we had that. Wow. On the Americans, we do seven days. And that's painful. That's painful, man. Yeah, I would seven, imagine. Seven, day, seven days for finding locations, finding the actors, getting the vehicles that, you know, like, they're all period. Like, just, like, finding, just finding locations, because we shoot New York for D.C., so oh, I know. It's, yeah, I know. I, know. I, 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 so I, read, your, I read your tweet, man. Your tweet was like, you know... You think you'd go, and trust me, I I really like it. Really bugs me. Like I'm really into things like that. Like, Once you, because I mean, you, I've been I've lived in New York my entire life. Yeah. This is where I'm from. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, cool. They're in Brooklyn. Oh, is that Queens or Brooklyn right there? Yeah. What bri- What what train station is that? Oh, on that. There? Oh, you remember yeah. that? That, yeah. that was yeah. I'm like, okay, what intersection is that? Like, and like, mm. oh, that street sign. That's yeah, you like, mm, that's supposed York. to be Richmond. That's supposed to be a, 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 a you know DC, but it's a, no, it's supposed to be Philly, but that's a Richmond Hill looking yeah, like, you know place right there. Absolutely. Or like the West Side Highway. Yeah, like, there's like, a lot. Oh, so you know, there's some green screen. There's going a lot. There's a there's a difficulty in in like you know a show like this because it's also it's incredibly difficult to shoot in DC it's really restrictive I mean even like on on you know uh, like uh, uh, other bigger movies you know DC's only like alright you got a week and a half just to get your exteriors you know like get a week and then you're out you can't it's, do anything you know certain days on, they're beasts. on certain streets you're not allowed to have, set up a tripod. tripod there's certain streets in DC you can't set up a tripod because mm-hmm. of threats to sure. government and stuff like that so there's a lot of things like that so they only give you a limited amount of time to get exterior shots b-roll kind of things like yeah. that and you know for so for us doing a show in seven days uh, is incredibly difficult you know it's hard also for the writers because the writers are like doing revisions as they go fixing things as they go so you know it, it's it's, it's kind of tough but we do it in seven days and we are f- uh, four to five episodes ahead of what you see on TV mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um, and, and I say all that not as a bad thing because I love seeing I love seeing my New York in, in television like yeah. Law and Order shoots on my has shot in my driveway before right they right, shoot right. in like my, I live in Inwood so right, they, right. they're okay. always up in my neighborhood wow that's you, great you, I love, you live in Inwood really yeah. okay alright yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I Whatever, I love. I don't want, we don't. Want, don't, don't uh, we won't give the address out. We want people no. showing up at your door. No, you. <laughs> Hook me up, man. Hook me up. <laughs> so, can I get a job as an intern? <laughs> no, especially not at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, please help us. Um, no, tell the fans who maybe haven't seen the the Americans what it's all about. Uh, the Americans is uh, is about a um, arranged marriage of KGB spies, and they're uh, they live in America. They're they're sort of like a, a secret sleeper cell. Um, in America, and they've been in America since the late '60s, um, and it's now 1981. Reagan has just been inaugurated as president, and he sort of uh, amps up the whole Cold War. You know, he he uh, he really um, ratchets up the tension, and and he really aggressively goes after building Star the Star Wars program, which is the anti um, uh, ballistic missile shield that they were trying to build that. They, they that existed on paper so they could make money, but it never really yeah. existed. Uh, and and they live in America. They live in America, and and they're, and they're conflicted because I think one, you know, sort of like pulls on that party line a lot more than the other one, and the other one sort of sees like you know everything that they told us about America is wrong. You know, they lied to us. They're like these, you know, they're not. You know, they they were told things like you know black people were really they were, were you know were 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 slaves even in modern day. And they were told like a lot of things. Uh, uh, one of the writers is a former CIA agent, so he, you know, like, when he goes through, that's awesome. Yeah, so when he goes, like he'll he'll go through the whole mythology and, and what 
through people who were sort of like you know brought out of, yeah. of the KGB what they were told and they, they laughed like you know they would tell us things like you know um, you were a slave to a corporation like you got a, you got you got things like you got a number and you were that number and you worked for this corporation and that was you're, you know like and, and there was none of the, re- the rest of the stuff like yeah people choose where they want to work yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> there are places where you could go and you can choose where you want to work and you can live anywhere you want to live and you know the power is always working there's no like little cards that you I, use to get water I don't know that world you don't know that world <laughs> I don't know that world you know that world choose where you want to live and the well, power is always working he did, he not did, the Bronx he baby. did grow up in the Bronx <laughs> some of us in Brooklyn we had power all the time and our water always worked so but it's, it's a great show it's, it's, I think it's really timely it, it's the even sort of like um, it's equal parts um, uh, sort of uh, Homeland with a little more espionage stuff mm-hmm. And, and, and Mad Men, you know, so it's like a period uh, yeah. espionage kind of thing. So it's cool. It's really cool. I'm very excited about the show. Right you were now. hot for me to check it out. You were like, check this out. I was like, yes. all right, yeah. And so I watched the pilot. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, Gavin O'Connor. It, right? Like, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey, he's my man. We grew up together doing theater, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you always get scared. Look at your man's show because it might be wacky. Yeah. And, you, I, and, and that, that was the thing. And you won't know how to you tell know. him. You won't know how to tell I him. I wouldn't have told you if I didn't see it. I, I'd right. seen it a few times. Yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't have told you if I thought it was bad. I'd be like, yeah. let's just sweep this one under the thing. Yeah. But my, uh, uh, my uh, our buddy, Gavin O'Connor, who directed um, Miracle and Tumbleweeds and Pride and Glory and Warrior, um, directed the pilot. Okay. And he and I had worked on two films. We worked on Pride and Glory and Warrior together. And, you know, he he brought me in on that. He brought me in, like, listen, this is his character. Uh, we want you to play this character. This, he's a FBI agent. You know, he's kind of a funny dude. He's like, you know, he's, he's in and out. And, and he's the only Latino um, uh, FBI agent um, in the office. It's counterintelligence. And we, we sort of, like, tweaked, and I worked the whole backstory of the guy. And then in doing research, there were, there were very few... Um, minorities in the FBI yeah. at that time, you know what I mean. So it was cool. Like I got to play, you know, I get to play with that aspects of that. Um, but it was just great, you know, having a guy, a director like Gavin O'Connor. And that's why the pilot, I think, was so good. And he also transfers that to the directors that come after them because the producers say, "Listen, here's the that's pilot. The that's watch the, the pilot. Watch do. the pilot. This is the tone of the show. This is the way we want it to look every single week." And I think they're nailing it. Oh well, my wife and I were watching it, and it, after the third or the fourth episode, she's like. It's like a Russian spy novel. Yeah. Everything is just coming. It's yeah. bigger and bigger. Every, yeah. Everything is new characters. Yeah. And you, but they, you never feel lost. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it reminds me of The Wire. It reminds me of The Wire in, in which the, the, the characters are being folded in, not with this big sort of explanation, mm-hmm. but more like they're just here already. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're, and, and we're letting you into their world, but they're all, they already exist here. There's no need to have like an origin for this character or that. It's like... You're in it already, like you're being pulled into it already. We just didn't, we just didn't open up with a job and have Phil Collins music. Yes, that's the only, that's the only difference. Uh, maybe if they ever uh, redo the wire, they'll they'll start it that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. in the air tonight. More, more, yeah, more, more Phil Collins. Yeah, but that's, that's, how, wire. that's how I knew it was a hit. Cause I'm I'm staying in Highland Park in California, uh-huh. and I, you know I'm at the local bar doing research for another, you know new character. <laughs> but I saw that you know the local guys were talking about how this show is great because it opened up with this. Up and then somebody, some girl kicks a guy's head in the wall, and then they had Phil Collins uh, in, well, in the air tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they were like, "That's a hit show. It's giving me everything I want." I'm like, wow. I got, I got like, you know, like, like messages from people saying, like, you know, 
Miami Vice owned that song. Not no, no more. No, no longer. No more. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's you know, they were like, no longer. And I was like, oh, that, that is like the greatest compliment. Because I my fear, too, is like, watching the pilot, I was like, I wonder how people are going to feel. Because it's so, you know, connected to Miami Vice. You know, that, like, that, you, was think, it. that was Miami. you think Miami Vice, you think Phil Collins, you think that song. You know, it's like, it's like there's certain elements of it that, you, you know, you can't touch. But that that was cool when I got that that message. And I was like, you know what, you're, you're right. I think we kind of owned it. And now the music is... Oh, kicking huge in. part. Oh yeah. Yeah, the music is kicking in now into the show, and I think you know I think they're doing a good job. Too. I think, and I think the guy who um, who scores it, I can't remember his name at the, at the moment, but he, he does a good job too, like the, the setup, the tone. But I'm I'm really excited about the show. It's gonna go. By the time we get to the 13th episode, it's gonna be very like explosive. I don't know. I was we were watching one of the episodes. It was the third of the fourth episode, and Carrie Russell, her character, has the jacket with the um. She has. Like the collar popped up uh-huh. and the hair is a little poofed out. Yeah. And I swear to God, she looks like Black Widow in in there's a it might even be in one of those comics in the stack you have. She looks like Black Widow in in the last two years in by Steve Epting, one of our one of the artists, just dead on. And I'm like, somebody has to have seen because Black Widow, <laughs> Russian spy. Um, right, 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 right. So it's so crazy. Yeah. I saw that and I was like this show is per- Marvel fans should be watching the show because yeah. it it just hits that itch. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Really it, it really does. So are you saying that she looked better than Scarlett Johansson? I'm just, I'm just hearing. Just, I'm, just to, I'm just trying to cause some trouble. You're saying that <laughs> I like everything. Okay, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. And I think I, I think you know there was just a good influence there. Wardrobe like, has definitely been like you know like uh, been on point. Yeah. Because you, you see some outfits too that you're like. Wow, yeah, like I can't believe they're sticking me in that. You know, <laughs> I fought for the three-piece suit. I'm the three-piece suit guy. I'm the guy, and I'm. And if you notice, and this is a, a, a thing too for the um, for the guy, people listening to this, my character is the only character you ever see in the FBI who carries a gun. I'm the only. If you watch the show, you well, you are a minority. Yeah, <laughs> you're never gonna yeah. get caught. But you notice that, like, you, you'll see that, and you'll look around, you'll be like, "You're right." I no other, and and we kind of like worked that thing, and where that cool. was, that was the thing. You know, that, surrounded that by all the white people, he, he had to be gonna, scared. He was gonna be that guy who was like, "You know what? I'll be the one who wears it in the office, and I'll be the one." Just who in case, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'll, love that. Yeah. There's the line when you're in the uh, the guy with the caviar, the electronic shop yes. guy. Yeah. You're like, "Well, he's the only my, minority in the FBI. He can do whatever he yeah, wants." Exactly. So I love yeah. Yeah. We we yeah we 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 had a we have a lot of fun with that stuff too. Yeah. And, and then you, with time goes on, you just find that Agent Amador is also. Real ladies, ladies. He's a hound. He's a real, just real hound. So good. There's stuff to look. Yeah, there's there's things to look forward to with him too. So. Is Sitwell a hound or is he? I mean, is Sitwell a hound? Sitwell is it Venom? Is he a hound? Because he's so. Uh, you know what? I think Sitwell is like a kind of a secret dirty guy. You know. <laughs> I think he really is. I think he's secretly because he's so buttoned up and he's so like. I mean, I think because he's learned so much from Coulson to like. I'm just saying that you know Sitwell may or may not like lice, uh, uh, lace, lace against his skin. You know, he, you know he may he may or may not like lace wow. against his skin. Lou yes. may be regretting his. Decision. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah. At this point, we're we're, we're locked in. So so all right. So you're Jasper Sitwell in the in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. What? How did you feel when you heard that Jasper Sitwell got offed in the comics? Because I, I think we, we talked we, about we, it briefly last yeah, year. Yeah, we talked about it briefly. I didn't like that. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I think he should be a, a, a um, there should be a life model decoy um, thing. Uh, if we watched Shield Show with with Coulson in it, 
then we can watch, you know. Which is, we're not saying which, anything. Which about, we're not saying. What? Which, which what? we're not saying anything because I honestly. Run with it, people. Run with it. I honestly don't. Hit the not, streets. I have not read the script and I had no absolutely nothing about um, the Shield show. Um, yeah, I, anyway, I'm just red now. Yeah, no, but, but just trying to get me no, but no. I'm talking about me and what we can do with me and how I'm not really dead and how yeah. Aegis, uh, Jasper Sitwell. Really yeah, they come. I mean, come, come on, man. I'm, come back. Marvel's been around for what? How many years? Seventy-seven, seventy-eight yeah. years. I think, like I, think about, I think about a hundred of your how heroes times, died. How and many came heroes back? have died and come and come back? How yeah. many like characters? I, I just really want to, uh, um, you know, fall back into. And I wish maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll pass the word around here. Fall back into a sort of like um, Jasper Sitwell joins the Howling Commandos, like you know, reboot, you know, kind of thing would be kind of cool. Like I, I think I love the Howling Commandos storyline. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think they're. It's, it's filled with a lot of really cool dudes. You so know? awesome. Yeah, and they're all so different. And he was always sort of like a square peg and a round hole. And they, you know, but but he, he I think he was just so good at, at what he did that, you know, they, they kept him around. But, um, yeah, I don't like the the idea that uh, he's offed uh, in any way, shape, or form. Fair enough. No, no one wants to be offed. So how did you guys become friends? I mean, you said you were friends, but you lived in, you were from Brooklyn, you were from the Bronx. How did you guys... Meet and we met in the Lower East Side. Uh-huh. We had, I was part of a theater company um, at this place called Teatro Latea in uh, on Riverton and Delancey. Riverton and Delancey. And uh, we at one time, you know, we was, we was really doing good, and we had lost some members, and we wanted some new members to come into the theater company. And some people in the theater company saw Max. And some other show, he was part of another theater company called... Yeah, it was part of a, a two theater, one called the Workhouse Theater on White Street, and then um, Axis Theater Company, which is still around, they do experimental... Uh, theater. I was one of the founding members of it. Yeah, they were kind of snooty, kind of uptight, and Max wanted to get a little hood with it. Well, he's so just he, mad came, because- he came to our theater company and was like, "This, oh, this is where real stories are being told. <laughs> this is where real theater wait, is wait, being wait, done." Wait, my dressing room. Yeah, we don't have that. We didn't <laughs> have those. There's one theater company had a lot of money, and yeah. then one theater did not. not clearly, did not. We yes. we 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 paid our dues by having to paint the walls and renovate the theater, and that's how we were able to put up shows. No one's above the little rascals, yeah. and that's how we do. Yeah, it. that's what. We, did. Yeah. we had a barn. We put up a show. So he came in and, and met us, and we liked him, and he liked us, and we just started, you know, really connecting to just the passion and the desire and the, and the motivation that we shared in, in in doing the art. And always we had a little thing going where we always had to have a Kinko's flyer for those young cats. Y'all don't know it's not an email. You have yeah. to go to Kinko's and, yeah. and print your flyers. Yeah. And if you had no flyer, that means you wasn't working. And yeah. we made sure that and we, we always had to. we would say that to each other every day. You got a flyer, brother? You got a yeah. flyer before we walk out the door? You got a flyer? I got a flyer. So we, flyer. Yeah. we knew if you had a flyer, you were doing something. You, you was on, you was on, you, yeah, you were doing a you show. You was on stage. Yeah, you, you were on stage. And there was one period that we were in for three years almost. I don't know if you remember. I've been thinking about this. It, for three years, we were in rehearsal. We were doing a show and being in rehearsal for the next show for yeah. all, for three years straight. For three for three years straight, we were doing that, and it, and we we cut our teeth, you know, doing theater, and um, and 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 then it just translates. I mean, it ends up translating. But we just did the numbers. To almost twenty years, we've known each other. That's yeah. almost twenty years ago. We started. We did theater in New York, and then TV, and then movies, and did The Wire. You know, what I mean? and it just like it just it was so. It was not. This is ne- never an overnight experience. It's never an, o- an overnight, sure. you know, thing. You know, it's like we really put our time in, and, and and yeah, we've known each other. He's my son's godfather. I mean, you know, he's like my brother. We've known each other for so long. Our families all know each other. You know what I mean? So we've seen each other laugh and cry. Yeah, mostly, <laughs> Get angry. mostly me crying. <laughs> no, 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 not no more, baby. Yeah, not no more. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's great to share it with somebody that you, that knows how hard and how bad you wanted it. 
and how you and you still want it. And and then when when I have, I have a daughter, he, you know, we know we're family men now, and we really really motivate each other and uh, support each other, and just make sure we stay hungry, and make sure we don't get lax. And, and you know, and, and we feel it's it's, it's kind of special. Yeah. A nice power man, iron fist type thing. Yeah. Well, holla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I think I, I think we're more like we're, we're more suited to a, a sort of like agents of Shield. We're agents of Shield, man. We we came up from being like I feel like we came up from being like interns in the mailroom at for Shield, and we've sort of like moved you know moved uh, moved up to the top to level seven. So. It's uh yeah it, it's been a, a real journey it's been fun it's been a lot of fun we we thought about it the other day we were just yeah. talking over drinks over many many drinks saying when we think back about the experiences the places we've been the people we've met the girls we've whoa, whoa, enjoyed whoa, whoa. enjoyed <laughs> holding hands with you yeah. know what I mean it, it it really like we were like wow man we've like really been on a journey man it's been like it's been crazy have you guys been in film or TV together on the same project on the same part. Yeah. One one time we were in the same project, a uh, short that I think the consultant stole for their <laughs> idea. But we we shot something a million years ago that never materialized. Um, uh, one of the producers for um, for Michael Moore actually uh, directed it, but it just I don't even know where that footage is. It would be interesting to be, find that. Yes, yeah. and and we did. Um, Max, who is also a great writer, uh, wrote a TV spec called The Indestructible Jimmy Brown that. We fell in love with, and I came in and produced, and we yeah. shot. And, and Max Greenfield started. Max Greenfield, and, and yeah, and uh, Cameron Richardson was in it. Method Man was in it, and he did the title song awesome. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all set in the world of comic books. Yeah, it's set, it set in a comic book shop in Pasadena. So yeah, it's about a guy whose life, whose life falls apart in New York, and he has to slink back and go back to work in the comic book shop that he left. He worked in in high school. So yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so we're uh, getting there. We, yeah, we're getting we're, there. We're getting we're gonna there. Retool it. We're gonna see what we can do. With, yeah, awesome. yeah, retool it. And just the energy. That we'll, we'll, it'd be great when we share the screen together at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I yeah. asked because just watch, hanging out with you guys the last two hours or whatever. It's just it's so perfect. It's, yeah. you yeah. guys have just such chemistry and energy and and just pure love for each other. It's like you guys are brothers. Like you were yeah. saying, it's yeah. it's just that. You. It's good. I love you. I love you. I love you too so much. Oh, no, that's my ear. <laughs> Uh, All right, guys, it got weird. I'm going to leave this <laughs> Turn the light off. That's turn, the way you end an interview. Turn the light man. off when you leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, where can fans find you guys online? Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can find me at uh, Maxito is for real on Twitter. I don't, I'm still working that out. Oh, I come just, on. Just, I don't know. <laughs> this is Marvel, your universe.